Hi, friends. It's Michelle Durand, and welcome to my podcast. Life is a treasure: transformation of mind, body, and spirit after trauma or transitions. I'm so excited that you're joining me today as we embark on this journey of life. I believe that we all have the treasures inside of us to transform our pain and loss. I hope to inspire you and help you find true healing and wholeness in order to live a life that you treasure again. I'm so honored to share this special time with you. Today, my guest is Janine Brown. I have known Janine Brown for over ten years now, and I met her in Lafayette, Louisiana, when I was hosting in-person abortion recovery groups. And she attended my group, and then she also co-facilitated with me, and she served on the board for Tears to Treasures. And it's been such an honor to know Janine Brown and to just witness her journey of healing. And now she helps other women heal from their past abortions. And she is starting an abortion recovery ministry in Lafayette, Louisiana. One of Janine's scriptures that she lives by and loves is Isaiah forty-three eighteen to nineteen, and it says, "Forget the former things; do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it?" I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And as Janine shares her journey today and her story with us, I just ask that you have an open heart and open mind and an open spirit, and maybe listen to some of the ways that your life may resonate or re- or relate to what she's saying. And we just hope that through this episode, you will offer you some hope and let you know that you don't have to stay in the grieving process of your healing from abortion. And I just invite you to get comfy and listen as Janine shares her personal deep story and her journey towards healing. And I just am just honored to have her here today. And I hope that this episode will inspire you on your healing journey wherever you are. Hi, Janine. Welcome to Life is a Treasure podcast. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. So, Janine, as I shared in your intro, I've been knowing you now for over 10 years, and um, it's been such a blessing to know you and to work alongside you in Lafayette, Louisiana, as we all spread the word and the messages of hope. And I just invite you today that to come and to share your story and offer hope to those who may be suffering, struggling, or stuck from their past abortions. And if you don't mind, I would like for you to take us back to the time when you found out that you were pregnant. Okay. Well, it was 1978, and I was a 17-year-old high schooler. Um, I had a boyfriend that I thought I was in in love with, but the night that I got pregnant, he broke up with me. 
So when I found out that I was pregnant, I didn't feel that he had the right to even know about it. So I never told him. Mm-hmm. He later found out, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt very alone in the situation. And I had a couple family members that persuaded me to have an abortion. And at this point, it had been legal. So I felt like it was an okay thing to do. Even though I wasn't a believer in Christ at this time, but deep down in my heart and soul, I knew that it was was morally wrong, but I knew I needed to stay in school because I didn't have a job. I wasn't going to be able to take care of a baby. I was being taken care of by my, my own parents. So I chose abortion. So what led you to make that decision? I mean, you shared a little bit, um, but what ultimately convinced you that this is the thing that I have to do? I need to have an abortion. Um, I didn't have any other options. I, I was not given any other options by family members, um, the doctor that I went to. I'm, I just didn't know what else to do. Okay. So you went have your abortion and how did that abortion experience affect you? It changed me drastically. In what ways? Uh, uh, I became depressed and my life went dark and I was full of anger Did your parents, did anybody around you know that you had had the abortion? Yes, my family, a family member took me to have an abortion. Okay, so they knew what you were going through. Yes. But they, and yeah. And I was persuaded by them to do that as being the best choice. And it was legal. Um, Roe versus Wade had previously um, been declared. And I knew that because I was told that, Yeah, you know, not really knowing what all that meant, but I kept hearing the word it was legal. Yeah. So I thought it was an okay thing to do. Okay. So were you angry at those people that encouraged you to have the abortion? I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Were you angry? You said you had a lot of anger. Were you angry with those who had encouraged you to have an abortion? Yes. I just feel that um, not only was I angry with them, but I just felt angry in general. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not even knowing, huh? Like who you're angry at, what you're angry about. You just felt filled with anger. Is that how you felt? Yeah. Yes. I understand. I felt that way as well. And I know lots of women, probably some listening, feel that way. And maybe even men, you know, whose uh, significant other had abortion. And anger is a very common feeling, emotion. 
and usually very strong, of those of us who have had abortion experiences. And we don't even know why. And then a lot of that anger, we direct it to ourselves, which in turn causes us to become depressed. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly me. Okay. And so how long did you stay in that dark, depressed state? For years. Wow. Wow. So sorry. I did too. But like, that's a long, a long, big part of your life. Years. You know, I mean, you were 17. That should be the best time of your life. Just graduate high school, you know, maybe go off to college, but yet you were just carrying around this burden, right? Yeah, I was actually still in high school. Yeah. Um, wow. So Yeah, so I basically just stayed I stayed in high school. I felt like if I did stay in high school that my life would go back to normal, mm-hmm. but it didn't. Wow. Yeah. For how long? Um, After you graduated? No, I I pretty much stayed in high school and then continued down the um the wrong path. Okay. I was I I continued to be promiscuous and hang out with the party crowd. Um a year later I found myself pregnant again. Okay. But this time I chose life. Okay. And this time I left home. So what made you um, change your mind this time and then choose life instead of having another abortion? Uh, During that time, I, I knew that the abortion experience affected me so deeply and made me feel so bad about myself that I really wanted it to go away, okay. but I, I was just so young and naive that I had no idea how to even go about that. So I thought that if I kept my baby, mm-hmm. that my life would change. And did it? My life changed as far as having someone to love and to care for, but I was still deep down depressed and, and angry. Mm. So I can't, uh I can say that having and choosing my son's life Mm -hmm. that, um, I feel like he, in a lot of ways, he saved me from myself because he saved me from total, a life of total destruction. Mm. Wow. That, I mean, it, I understand and I can see that that was not easy to become a parent and, um, you know, have a baby and still trying to deal with all these feelings you're having. But I also know at the same time how much of a blessing and a joy yes. being a mom is. So it's like, uh, I can imagine that you were <clears throat> feeling like conflicting emotions during this time. Yes. You know, carrying this heavy burden and yet carrying a beautiful little baby in your arms. Yes. So did you know that you needed healing during that time when you were now a mom? 
No. Okay. So you had no idea, like, what to do with your feelings and your emotions. No. I, I was in total denial. Denial. Wow. That is very common. <laughs> I f and looking back on it, I know that's what I use for coping. Yes. Yes. So your denial kept you safe, you think? Yes. Mm, okay. So how did you come out of denial? Do you remember what? Yes, I do remember. Um, well, let, let me go backtrack a little bit. Sure. I ended up marrying the young man that I had my child with. Okay. My baby boy. Okay. Unfortunately, that marriage didn't last very long. And um, I was a single mom for a short while, and then quickly thereafter remarried. Okay. So um, I spent, or we spent, on my second marriage, we spent quite a few years just trying to be a family of three. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I didn't even really think I wanted a child, but God had other plans. And... Um, it was right after my second little boy's, second baby boy's birth, did I start to have a clue as to needing a little healing. Well, and I'll what, just say little healing. Uh -huh. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> so what, what gave you that clue that, hmm, I might have something going on that I need to address? Well, one day while my baby boy was napping, I was listening to Focus on the Family, and I heard about a book called Tilly. Mm. And I, I learned that it was about abortion secret. And I said, I got to get that book. So I did. I started reading it, and I pretty much just cried buckets of tears throughout the whole thing. Mm. I can now look back and say that was the beginning of my journey of healing. Okay. But still knowing I didn't want to tell, you know, the world or anything like that. Okay. Um, I did do some counseling after that and throughout the years, okay. um, which it did help. Mm-hmm. But still, not. I still didn't have a freedom. Okay. So you went to counseling. You were able to talk about it. But you still felt, what did you still feel like? Ashamed. Oh, okay. I still felt ashamed. Okay. And definitely not wanting to tell, like, my church or um, church people. So really only a few people ever knew. Did you feel like it was necessary, though, to tell anyone? Looking back, I, I wish I could have oh, because uh, I feel like that, that kept me stuck for uh, so many years. Okay. So why you wish you could have told them? What would have been your goal, your end result that you were seeking if you told them? Well, just using my own experience of staying in, in the denial and the fear, the shame, mm -hmm. that affected me so greatly mm -hmm. 
that, um, I mean, I, I know that God's plans and God's ways are the best, but I'd love to see people, women more in particular, find freedom far before 32 years before I really finally got freedom. Okay, so you, in hindsight, look back and feel like, I wish I could have told them sooner because I could have gotten help sooner. And um, now you, of course, yeah, you don't want other people to go years and years like you did, feeling ashamed and guilty and in bondage from their decision, their legal decision, their choice. Is that what I'm hearing right. you say? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So um, what was what were holding you back from telling those people? Most definitely, it was fear, guilt, shame. Okay. Fear of what? Fear of being judged. Mm. Because I, I, I became a, a born again believer um, very quickly after my second marriage. Okay. So, um, in a lot of ways, I, I grew up in the church, okay. and I still felt that I wasn't in a safe place to, to speak about that. Did you ever feel like an outcast or a black sheep, like you didn't belong there? I guess maybe in a way, yes. I know I did. That's why I was just curious as to if you felt that way. Um, I'm sure many people listening probably feel that way at times. And I just want them to know that they're not alone. Like, and the, also yes. that, that we don't have to stay and feel that way. And, you know, Janine, how did you overcome those fears and those concerns to finally, like, open up and start telling anyone about this? Oh, it definitely wasn't until I found um, Tears to Treasure Ministry in 2010. Now, how, uh, for those who are listening, you might not already know, I started Tears to Treasures uh, back in 2000. So Janine met me 10 years after that. But Janine, I want to go back to like before, like what led you to me? Um, had you found, had you done some healing work before? Like what was your goal and your desire? Like when you were connected to me? So in 2010, I was actually sitting in a church service that was discussing a ministry that the church supported. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to help women. Okay. And at the time, I had not had um, this really deep healing. Okay. Yeah. But I still, you know, wanted to help women. So um, I, I called and got your number. And got connected with you, and you said, um, yes, I would love for you to help other women. Yeah. And um, I came to the first meeting or the first group, and I love to say that it was a setup by God. <laughs> because you said, um, well, you're going to have to go through a healing group before you can help other women. And so I affectionately call it a setup by God. <laughs> yeah, he led you to where he wanted you to be. Yes, okay. absolutely. I love that. 
Um, so yeah, Janine, I remember Janine coming and you were, you wanted to help other women and I, we all need to help. I mean, we all need to help each other and for you to be so outspoken about it and like, I want to help other women. Like it was so beautiful. So yes, I invited you to join and you went through, so you went through the group, but I'm sure like you, many women have come to me and have felt that way. Like, and that's great. You know, they're like, I'm healed and I'm ready to help other women. But were you healed? Like, what did you find out when you came, Janine, to that session? To the first group that we did Forgive It and Set Free, I definitely knew that I wasn't healed, Okay. but I wanted it. And I uh. jumped in wholeheartedly, uh, devoted every bit of myself pretty much to this. I wanted that, that healing and that freedom mm-hmm. kind of like a, a cat clawing. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I wanted it a hundred percent. So did you get that? <clears throat> did you receive that healing? Okay. Yes. 100%. God changed me inside and out. Mm. Um, Would you like to sh- start a change? He started changing me before I was even finished with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the family member that, that took me to get the abortion, uh, there was already healing taking place before I was even finished with the group. God, so beautiful. I love that. That's more, Absolutely. That's more healing. I mean, when our relationships start healing, that ultimately brings us more healing, you know, and we always, always talk about this, but healing is like peeling an onion and it's just layer upon layer yes. and we get deeper and deeper with our healing and we learn like, what was the main thing? Like, what was the one thing that stood out to you during that time of your healing that you remember so profoundly? Forgiving myself mm. and others. Okay. Yeah. It's powerful, isn't it? Yes. So you realized you needed to forgive yourself, not just other people? Okay. Yes. Was that hard to forgive yourself? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Or was it, you know, a lot of people uh, over the years have said to me, like, what does that mean? I I can't forgive myself. And ultimately, I always explain it. The best way I know how is that it's accepting your own forgiveness. That's simply yes. what I feel self-forgiveness is about, is accepting it. That's the key. You know, we can say yes. it, but it's to accept it in our heart that I am going to forgive myself for this. I'm going to let myself off the yes. hook. I'm going to let my own self out of this prison that I have created. Yes. That's just exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um it's really sad. And, um, you know, I, I'm grateful that the president years ago um, dedicated a day uh, in January to acknowledge this, to acknowledge the pain of abortion because of a legal decision that was made in January 22nd. It gives us this opportunity to talk about it, to let other women hear that they don't have to stay in their own self-made prison. Just because 
they did something, had an experience that is legal, doesn't mean that they're not going to have consequences and hard feelings to deal with. And I thank you for sharing that. And no, it's never easy to talk about it and to share our painful journeys. But as you are sitting here sharing, you are an example of when we become healed, we can talk about it without the pain stinging us, without the tears flowing. Yes. So you've had your healing journey. And what have you done since then, like with your healing experience? Like you say you were transformed, I'm sure from the inside out. And how did you feel afterwards? Like when that ended, Janine, take us back to how you felt at the end of that healing journey. It's not the end, but you know, that particular season in your life. Well, I want to uh, go back to just real briefly at the very end of the uh, Forgiven and Set Free. Mm-hmm. I was able to release my baby to the Lord. And that was so freeing to me mm-hmm. and gave me such a peace. Yes. Like, how would you describe that? Besides, you know, the peace that came, but that that journey of doing that, that act. It, it totally was peaceful. It, it, it gave my baby dignity yeah. to name him. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, so since then, mm-hmm. um, I, I was on the board of directors for yes. Tears to Treasures, yes. co-led. I also continued over the years going through uh, other programs, mm-hmm. other healing programs. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been trained to lead forgiven and set free. Okay. And, um, I, and I want to have a ministry here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Wow. I mean, you're a prime example of you're the billboard for tears to treasures, you know, like looking at your example, your experience, hearing your story shows those times when you were just so filled with tears and then the treasures that have come from your pain, from your experience, your healing journey, that you have chosen to take those treasures and do something with them instead of just burying them. And I commend you for that. And I thank you for that because we need so many women who are speaking out um, with hope and encouragement and inspiration to those who have not yet found their voice. And so I just thank you so much for standing up and saying, I will speak about this. I will share my story no matter how hard it is. Yes. And and I, I totally pray that there is a woman that is listening today that can hear that they want to break out these shackles and not live for 32 years without finding peace and healing and freedom. Amen. Yes. I join with you in that for sure. Um, It's so many years that the evil one will just take from our lives, um, the relationships that are stolen. And, you know, I think about as being a mom, how 
our experiences affect how we parent. Um, I also know women who have never been able to have a baby again because of their abortions and they carry that guilt and shame with them. And I just want them who, whoever's listening right now, whatever situation that you find yourself in, even if it's been 30 years or three years or three months, I hope that you will hear from Janine's story that you do not have to stay where you are. And, um, Janine is here for you. And Janine, how do, how can someone get in touch with you if they resonate with what you're saying and they are seeking, you know, they want help. They want to take that first step and reach out to someone like yourself. How can they get in touch with you? They can reach me by A-R-M, Louisiana at gmail.com. And it stands for Abortion Recovery Ministry. In Louisiana. Now, do you um, only meet in person or do you do anything online or virtually? I am actually in the process of trying to get virtual groups going. And I I can do faith-based and non-faith-based groups. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I just thank you so much, Janine, for sharing your story and um, being a voice to those who maybe haven't found their voice yet. And to be a representation to not only your son in heaven and my son, but all the babies that are in heaven right now due to, due to abortion. And um, I just am honored to have you as my first guest here in 2021. And I'm excited to see what your future is going to bring. Um, it's been a pleasure like knowing you these past 10 years and walking this journey with you. And I'm going to always be right here, hand in hand, heart to heart beside you, with you, um, as we go out in the world and share our stories and our hope. And I hope that they will see the light that can lead them out of the dark areas of their lives. Amen. Amen. I pray so too. I'm going to have Janine's information in the show notes so you can reach out to her. And um, I just hope that if you are listening, um, even if it's not reaching out to Janine or myself, I just hope you reach out to someone. Um, we, we just don't want you to suffer as long as we have unnecessarily because you don't need to suffer anymore. That's a lie. You can be set free as we are and you don't have to share your story, but we just pray and hope that you will seek healing for your heart to be the best you and to create a life that you treasure again. Janine, it's been so honoring to have you as a guest on the show and I'm just sending you so much love. Thank you. I'm sending you love too. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening to Life is a Treasure podcast. Please join me every Thursday for a new episode. In the meantime, follow me on my socials and don't forget to subscribe to this show. And it would mean so much to me if you could please leave a five-star review. You can find more information at my website, lifeisatreasure.com. And remember, you already have all the treasures inside of you to transform yourself and your life. 
Bye, friends.